0: Going on, everybody. Welcome back to another special and amazing edition, Ask Nick edition of the Vowel House. Welcome, everyone. Happy Monday. Uh, joined by the dynamic duo of Ali and Amanda. Ladies, how are you?
1: I'm in like a good mood. I feel like oh, I had like a little pleasant. like mindset shift a couple days ago. I'm feeling good. Did something cause that mindset shift? Um, I took a like a month long acting class that was about like self tapes but the coach is also like a mindset coach and she did this very like powerful artist meditation thing at the end I've also been resonating with this quote that was like you never regret decisions made out of love or because of love mm. I don't know I'm trying to <laughs> that's beautiful I'm Alex. trying not to be such a dark and twisted soul <laughs> <laughs> well that's good yeah Um, I, I, okay. So I had a new girl and I had a little date night over the weekend. Um, I showed up in an atrocious mood and I felt so bad, but it was just, it was, it was like the kill shot was like, they changed all the parking regulations at her apartment. So you can't park overnight. And I was just like, I was so upset. I've been driving all day. It was just like bad vibes. We get to dinner. I I did I did pull out the stops for this one. Like I took her to like a nice restaurant in Los Feliz. Who are we seated next to? Aziz Ansari. <laughs> and really, I yeah. And I didn't. I don't watch a lot of TV for someone who wants to be a TV writer. I'm I'm getting a lot better at it. But I accidentally like at one point I was trying to describe the show I started watching on Apple Plus, and I was like, it has it has the brown haired guy from Parks and Rec, and it was really embarrassing because like. Obviously, he like looks over, and I'm sitting with my back to him. So new girl's like, he's staring at you. You shouldn't have said that. That was way too loud. That was way too loud. And then later on in the dinner, I accidentally said "treat yourself," which I d- also forgot was like a Z's on sorry quote. So I uh, was maybe unbelievably unchill.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an embarrassing moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Whatever. I was, like, but I was like, at the end of the day,
0: makes for a good story.
1: I'm allowed to be at this restaurant. They can't kick me out. Yeah, and I feel like embarrassment and like regret and all that stuff, that's up to you. You that's choose true. if it's embarrassing. Yeah, that's very true. You're yeah. living your life. I'm pretty, I feel like I'm pretty unapologetic yeah. at this point because I'm like, okay.
0: What was Aziz Ansari doing? It was was, seemed
1: like it was a double date situation. It's a double date. I don't know. Okay. New <laughs> yeah. girl was convinced that he was interested in her. <laughs> She's like, he keeps looking at me. So, maybe he people,
0: was. People uh, look at people not always... With a desire for dating, you know, could have been something in her hair.
1: No, her hair was looking perfect.
0: <laughs> maybe he was just maybe he was admiring her hair. Okay, sure. Maybe the maybe it was the outfit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of things it could have been.
2: Yeah.
0: But well, um, question. I apologize for ignorance. In a in a uh, gay relationship, uh, you said I I pulled out all the stops. Do you guys have like? And assigned, like, could she at some point be like, now I'm gonna pull all the stops? Or is there kind of like a kind of a old fashioned, like, you take a certain role of the treating, or was there a certain reason why you pulled out all the stops?
1: So this was like, okay, because I've been just like in a very like wonky, wonky, weird up and down headspace. And so I've been trying to be like a little bit more mindful about being like, not just, like, before we were just, like, hanging out all the time. Uh-huh. And now we're trying to make it more of, like, a, okay, like, we plan a date and we go on a date as opposed to just, like, having, like, staying at each other's, like, places, like, four nights a week. Um, So this was, like, we planned a date and she, like, we were sort of going back and forth. And I was, like, I'll plan this one. So, like, when I say, that, like, because it was, like, specifically, okay. like, on me to plan the date. But there's also been times where, like, she's taken the lead. so it's not like a... Yeah, I think it's, like, if it's a situation where, like, someone is, like, much older, like, in a different, like... Like, if if someone's, like, older, like, making more money, then, like, maybe, like, they'll be more inclined to, like, plan and pay for dates. But I think in general it's a lot more sort of, like, just kind of take it as it comes. Pretty back and forth. (laughs)
0: Did it go well? Do you see a future?
1: Uh, Based on the date with Aziz? (laughs) face. Nick's face. I don't know how to, I don't see, I don't see any future right now. I am, I'm driving blind, no headlights. Okay. (laughs) Not with, not specifically with new girl, just in general. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. We're living in the moment. You're (laughs) spiraling. But not in a way that feels scary. In a way that I'm like, wee.
0: (laughs) Well, Amanda, I wish you guys nothing but happiness and prosperity and uh, whatever you guys call this
1: thing. Thank you. That means a lot, Nick.
0: How does she feel about being called new girl?
1: At first she was like, oh, it's great. I'm completely anonymous. And now I think she like low-key likes the attention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if, and I don't suspect that anything could happen of this budding, beautiful love story. <laughs> we can't call our new girl anymore. We'll have to call her- Old girl? Old girl.
1: <laughs> my friends used to call my ex Old Paul. <laughs>
0: I I, I, I hope to meet her one way or the other. She sounds like a lovely human.
1: She's very, very cool and fun. She Um, calls into the podcast anonymously to talk about Amanda. (laughs) She literally (laughs) said via text. After Amanda really
0: fuckboys her, she calls (laughs) her. We have a new
1: (laughs) caller. That would be epic. She is petty. And it's not for me to say in the exact way that she's petty. But she has done some really impressive stuff. Like she has some impressive achievements that have been inspired by uh, spite for exes like she is a real powerhouse when New it comes girls, to you're revenge listening,
0: you're listening you have an invite if, if again only if this what was certainly will be the greatest love story of all time but if it doesn't we will recuse Amanda <laughs>
1: And mediate, you are welcome, Nick? to come. We could we could either do an ask, Mick or we could <laughs> or do we could a mediation. Do a mediation. <laughs> There's a lot of options. Oh
0: well, wonderful. Uh, all right, we have uh, an update from a caller. Uh, back in December, we had a, a caller call him in with a kind of a, a, a saucy little situation. Uh, she went to she went to a party, and then her friend had a friend come, and then her friend and her friend from out of town left, and then like I guess like her friend watched her have sex with. Her other guy friend, I think you guys kind of remember. I don't remember exactly what I said other than like, yeah, this is shitty and weird and you should probably like confront her or just stop being friends with this person who seems to be,
1: you know, giving off some negative
0: vibes. Like <laughs> yeah. character Fucking flaw. Fucking your friend's
1: husband, negative vibes. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or like what? You're At the party? <laughs>
0: advocating for your friend to fuck another person's husband. Weird, weird stuff. Anyway, she wrote in. I wanted to write in and say, Nick was right. Not that I find any joy in being right. A week following the phone call with Nick, I met up uh, with uh, my friend, and she seemed uh, cold and kept making insinuations about my husband gossiping about her at his workplace. After I left the park, I started thinking more and got really frustrated and decided to finally express my frustration with her. I told her it was getting difficult to maintain her friendship when she dislikes the people I love, my husband and the friends she betrayed. I told her I... Uh, I have to try to be supportive to her throughout, but it's just getting hard for her to do. I wasn't nasty or mean. I just had to tell uh, her how I was feeling. Her response was fueled with hatred and anger. She called my husband names, I won't repeat. She said that uh, she deserves someone better than me and just a litany of nasty things, I did not respond. The next time I unfriended her on Facebook and simply because I didn't want to have to see her on my screen anymore, I was notified by her friend that she made a public post about me and called me a bitch. And that's the end of the friendship. I think I'm better off. And we, uh, still, we still maintain a friendship with her husband who she has left. She Oh, so she's left her husband. This is separate than the infidelity, but she has since left her husband so her kids remain friends, if I'm understanding that correctly. Because it was her friend who cheated on this other guy. And uh, how quickly people can change. Well, I'm sorry to hear about that. Probably for the best, I agree.
1: I was just about to say, if someone's going to post about you on Facebook and put that out there, you're better off without them.
0: As the weather gets cooler, well, it's pretty... The the weather is cold. It's cold. But it's time to start looking about how to return to entertaining inside. So whatever it looks like for you, let's uh, spruce it up. Let's uh, upgrade some of the new furniture, new designs, and you can do it affordably and easily with Article. Article has been the best in the game when it comes to designing affordable, amazing furniture. The Designers focus on uh, beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. It's a nice uh, mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian kind of aesthetic. They have amazing, uh, well, all types of furniture, from couches to tables to side tables to, well, they have it all. They have outdoor furniture if you're looking to think about uh, spring, you know, or maybe you're in a warm weather climate. Really, furniture for uh, all types of people, and it's so amazing, affordable. I've always gotten compliments on my article, furniture. Fast, affordable shipping is available across the U.S. and Canada and is free and orders over $999. Fair prices, right? That's right, because they cut out the middleman. You know, no salespeople, no showrooms, no retail markups, just affordable, amazing furniture that will impress your friends. Get those upgrades going. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Go to article.com slash V-I-A-L-L and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Babble, see, C. we're still in the goal-setting stage of 2022. I know that much. That's right. So, and how many of you oh, wish they could learn a second language? Or they took some language classes in, in high school and got away from maybe even college and you've, you've gotten a little sloppy, or maybe it's just something you've never done and you want to do. Well, Babble is helping change the game when it comes to people learning new languages. Just 15 minutes or so a day can help you go a long way to getting uh, that uh, bilingual you know, kind of title that we've all loved to have. Babbel has sold over 10 million subscriptions. It's a super easy app on your phone. Fast and easy Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons for real word use. Yeah, they, I, I took some Spanish ones Were like, you know, t- teaching me uh, words about like, you know, going to the movies and like day-to-day, you know, like, so uh, a, lot of, a lot of Spanish people uh, speaking, a lot of Spanish-speaking people in LA and I can sound a little smarter speaking with people who I know that Spanish is their first language. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you uh, to improve your pronunciation and accents. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. And it's taught by uh, real language experts, not AI. So there you go. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you get an additional three months for free. That's six months. For the price of three, just go to Babbel.com and use promo code V-I-A-L-L. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code V-I-A-L-L. Babbel, language for life. We have a great episode for you. Uh, don't forget to send your questions at com. cast with a K. We have the very funny Beckham uh with us to recap The Bachelor. Uh, I discovered Becca on TikTok. I think she's one of the funniest people on TikTok. Uh, she does this whole thing right now, making fun of alpha males, like very self-deprecating, very funny, longtime Bachelor fat. and she'll be with us in studio to break down this week's episode. Of The Bachelor. Don't forget, we got mediation on our Wednesday's episode now along with uh, your amazing guest this week, the incredible, my dear friend, Rachel Lindsay. It's a good update on her book. Catch up, talk about life. We'll probably talk some shit. I don't know. We'll start some drama. Who knows? Who knows? We'll probably do, we'll do some mediation. Appreciate all the people, especially uh, the willing participants. So far, the, the, the gentlemen have been... And I got to say, I think all the guys who have been willing to call in are thankful that they did and I honestly think they feel more seen, a little bit more heard, a little bit more oh, I, th- I thought I thought it was going to be a bad guy here and uh, I think they, they got a little something out of it. I don't know. I'm just saying it seems to be going well. Check it out if you haven't. We definitely saved some relationships. And uh yeah.
2: Question time with me. Let's ask make your sexy questions.
3: How's it going? Good. Um, so I'm Jenna. I'm 29.
0: Hi, Jenna. How can I help?
3: Well, long story. So I'm just having trouble um, figuring out how to trust myself and the people I should date. Okay. Um, so I was in a long relationship for a while from like 23 to 27, 28-ish. Uh-huh. Um, and I took a while off of dating, like a year and a half. And so I'm just jumping back in, but I have someone in my life who I've been close to for a while and we vibe a lot, but it also happens to be my brother's, one of my brother's roommates um, and one of my friends. So there's just a lot of history there. And my previous relationship for like the five years was pretty toxic. Yeah. I'd say Um, a lot of really unhealthy ups and downs on both ends. We had our own kind of toxic traits. It it was kind of one of those like, like songs describe. It's like love that makes you insane. Yeah. I feel like
0: it's weird because whether it's the show or, you know, like I think as a like current dating or becoming more like self-aware of what it even means to have a toxic relationship or these boundaries and expectations. And we, we find out that the notebook is just a bad example of what love is and et cetera, et cetera. And, and I think you're a perfect example of someone who found love in, in their early twenties. Right. Mm -hmm. And it breaks up and then you look back and be like, I think that was toxic, you know? And I think just, um and that doesn't excuse anyone's bad behavior but like there's a lot of people who have young relationships who you recognize if you're being really honest like I think we were just kind of toxic to each other and you we know, didn't all these different things I only say that because like I don't know if that makes you feel better or worse about like it's not like oh god I'm I'm terrible or I have this bad dater, or I have a bad picker or you know it's just like it's kind of part of the game um and maybe Maybe Gen Z will, will be better at dating in, in their early 20s, because maybe they won't be convinced that, you know, certain movies or certain types of behaviors are normal, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know, or, or maybe that's something we all have to go through. But I yeah. do think people in your position, people in their late 20s, right, who find themselves relatively newly single. Who have come out of like some sort of long term relationship they had in their 20s and kind of recognize, oh, that is not the type of relationship I want for my next one or my future one. I yeah. think we, it's, we don't have to be so hard on ourselves, I think, is my point.
3: Yeah, it was definitely, I think too, we knew it was toxic while we were in it yeah. as well. Um, and, Again, it was just like a lot of time spent in a relationship that was like that. But it was, you know, I kind of fully went in like, all, you know, you go with your feelings, right? That was like my second actual serious relationship in love. And um, it definitely ended badly. And like right before how, the pandemic. How, how badly? Um, or badly it, just, how? it would, we faced a lot of breakups and makeups. It was like that type of screaming, fighting, breakup, makeup. And then we kind of hit our point um, right before the pandemic hit. Then, you know, like eight months later, we tried to get back together and it ended poorly. um, Just because of different values um, and different perspectives we have on things. Um, So, but when you say
0: poorly, like, you just mean that it wasn't like you you guys didn't like, shake hands and hug and wish each other well, like, it, there was hurt.
3: It was, like, hurt and, like, need to be hurt and, yeah. again, because we also had had that toxic cycle of um being hurtful during the relationship, breaking up a bunch of times and then getting, coming back together. Yeah. So then, again, kind of separating that and we were just in our own unhealthy cycle um, where it was just, like, we couldn't talk but I guess it was more hurt because, like, that actually I felt like towards the end, like I had really gone against my character in some ways. What'd you do? And the, I, I lied. I ended up lying about it. And he had kind of lied too, but I just let this, like, I kind of pride myself on being a very kind of honest and upfront person. And I allowed myself and some of my friends to kind of say that, you know what happened while you guys weren't together over those eight months isn't his business, which is true. But rather than just kind of saying that, I just like lied that I hadn't kind of
0: hooked up with been with anyone
3: guy. else. Yeah. yeah, and I had hooked up with I had like been. I didn't call it dating, but it was kind of just like
0: sure, yeah,
3: a situation with someone I knew. Um,
0: I think for I a think while it sounds like you just need to kind of forgive yourself a little bit here. You're being hard on yourself. And I'm not trying to excuse, like, yeah. your bad decisions. Like, But I mean, come on. Not, none of us are yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. perfect. Uh, we've all had a lack of judgment uh, moments when we're disappointed in the character we demonstrated to ourselves. And the important thing is quickly recognizing it, dealing with that shame that we feel, and and promising ourselves and following through by doing Next, be, being better next time but like you know being a martyr for your own like choices and like you know kind of crucifying yourself after you recognize it like what, what are, where are we getting you know kind of thing I
3: know
0: you know is that's it is like it going to stop that. are you going to learn a lesson is it going to stop you from doing it in the, in the future if you can say yes to those things I think it's all you need to do yeah and no one like I understand you hurt his feelings I get it and I, and, and part of it is you're probably just you're just disappointing yourself, I mean that's a great great good for you a lot of people can't get that mm-hmm. far. they just keep making excuses for themselves and they justify their- decisions but like you're facing your decisions head on and you're dealing with it and you're not making excuses and that's i mean god i mean those are great those are great qualities, but you're never gonna bat a thousand when it comes to to that i mean i don't you know none of us for Jesus I don't even think Jesus batted a thousand you know I don't know,
3: yeah. Or yeah wh- whoever was
0: like, it is
3: you you know. i was yeah i was just really hard on myself and disappointed but i mean at the very end of it once we knew it was over i you know was honest with him and i didn't have to be kind of about everything so i think that helped and i definitely afterwards was like how did he respond very, to that um he thanked me oh you did okay. um because you never and, know how it's any-
0: gonna go sometimes you you like you did that for yourself you didn't do that for him
3: it was, yeah, it was like, I did it for him because I saw how badly it was hurting him because he is a very smart and intellectual person. So, like, he was just saying all these things that I, I was talking about, like, didn't make sense. Oh, it's like he, he was, like, he's like poking like, holes. In like, my, I'm not crazy.
0: Yeah. I just need you to own up to this. Kind of, okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. That makes sense.
3: Yeah. Um. So, it was definitely very hard on myself and, you know, down. So, I did go to therapy after that. And exactly what you kind of said, too, was what my therapist said. Like, you almost... Feel like you came here to get punished um a bit but you know I took a lot of time to like work through that and you know at this point that was over a year ago now and I feel good about what I went through and the lessons I learned because I I just I don't know I feel more whole in what I think I do want and um what I don't want and grateful for that aspect of the relationship um but so it took me a while and I wasn't dating at all. After that, um, I was just working on myself and, you know, during that time, especially during COVID me and my brother are pretty close. So I hang out with him and his friends quite a bit. Um, cause he has a few single friends as well. And we all just like hung out cause a lot of my friends during that time were in their relationships, just hanging out, you know, in their couples, um, so I got even closer with them, and there's one who is I've known for a while, and again, we just get along very well, kind of similar types of personalities, and um, it it had never went anywhere. It kind of morphed into over the years, like we're just friends. And I know how you feel about that, um, but um, well, over the summer, mean, I, we I had. I mean, I'm got,
0: fine with people being friends, starting as friends.
3: Well, it wasn't like this is someone who was also around throughout my whole relationship too, even before that. So, um, it was really like, it's been built on like years. So it's not just like a random kind of friend for a few years. Um, so this, he also saw me go through ups and downs with my ex and we, we hung out for all this time and have never, you know, done anything. It didn't cross any lines. We would just get along very well. And then we went out and over the summer, we just like, got drunk and made out. And it kind of became a thing where he asked me on a date. We ended up going on a date, but I felt very uncomfortable there. I also found out like my brother didn't know. So I think that contributed to the awkwardness I was feeling. So I kind of just brushed it off and I said, you know what, I'm just not dating right now. Again, this is like too much. So I stopped, I, I wasn't dating anyone. Like I hadn't gotten on the apps or anything. And then, you know, I had some family stuff happen, which definitely put things on hold. So around just a few months ago, I kind of decided, hey, I think I'm ready. It's been long enough. I can kind of jump, like ease back in the waters of dating. And, um, but it it felt like too much to do it with someone I know. Um, So I figured, hey, why not like go on the dating apps? you know, kind of test out all this new knowledge. And so I started to do that. And then <laughs> it's a small city where I live. Apparently, um, one of the dates I had gone on, like a first date got blown up because who walks into the, like I'm sitting at the bar with my date and like my brother walks in with like people from work and saw us. So then Not the
0: roommate though, some other guy
3: right exactly but then cuz we hang out probably like every weekend with like him his sure. roommates and friends
0: so that guy was there and
3: um and he wasn't there but the following weekend we went out to dinner and he was and that was the first time my brother saw me and he was like oh sorry for like blowing up your spot or whatever and this guy obviously was like didn't know that I was dating again or trying to like, we hadn't had that conversation, but like whenever we hang out on the weekends and we drink or whatever, we just kind of like vibe with each other. And I think just stop talking to other people. So then it kind of came to a head a few weekends ago and he, he's been like really good about setting boundaries. Cause after that initial date over the summer, he was just like, you know what? We just need to move forward as friends. We can't keep doing this back and forth thing. So I said, okay, great. Like, We'll be friends. I'm not dating, like whatever. So then he finds out I'm on a date, and he's just like, "I can't, I can't do this. I can't do what anymore. He can't just like hang out with me a lot and just vibe with me a lot and so just be my he, friend, especially he, if I'm dating other people. He likes you. Yeah, it sounds like you like him. And like I, I, I do, but it's not in like the same way that I've liked my exes. You know what I mean? So
0: like... Well, no, that may or may not be a good thing. Um,
3: right. That's kind of what I don't know. It's like...
0: Well, you won't know until you try, is the honest answer. All right. Did you grow up religious? No. No? Okay. No. You just seem like you you really carry a lot of weight with like... You know, your your choices. Like you you worry about outcomes, you want everything to be like, you know, and yeah. I feel like people who grew up like with like Christian or Catholic guilt kind of like are are afraid of getting some of these emotionally choices wrong. But anyways, I digress.
3: I think also part of that comes from my previous relationship and just like we came from different cultures entirely. So that's a big reason our relationship like didn't work out is because I was kind of way more liberal minded and he was way more conservative. Um,
0: sure. Well, there's gotta and, be more, like the reason you're calling, there's gotta be more, like what's, like why are you even bothering asking me if, you know, like if he's just like some guy that he's roommates with your brother and you like, maybe you find him cute and sure you made out, but you're just not that into him, then, then you would like, you wouldn't care. So why do you still care? And it can't be just because he likes you.
3: So I like do like him I guess I'm struggling to like figure out for me it, you know again we lap we vibe in a lot of ways and I'm just like I'm not sure this person's gonna be in my life no matter what I mean, it, to maybe. a degree he's How old is he? He, no he he's he's like early 30s like 31 or 32 um, he's roommates with your he, brother he like knows yeah but he's he knows my parents. Like, he's, like, the type of friend who, like, comes to my parents' house a lot. Like, was there over the holidays. Like, he's not someone who's just going away. Okay. So, I mean, think you're both that's, adults.
0: like... I mean, yeah. Listen, it, there's a small risk. But I just don't, like... I don't know your level of interest. But it's certainly... Nothing you're saying is telling me to be like, Oh, yeah, you should definitely not risk this, you know? it's not even like a work situation where you have to worry about your career. Like you're, you're the risk is some awkwardness that any mature adult can and should get over. And more importantly, it, since he's like more the pursuer in this, I hope he recognizes this. I mean, it's your brother. So, you know, yeah. you got dibs, even if they're best friends and you and your brother barely like each other, you still get dibs. He's your brother. Yeah. You know, and, and, You know, like in terms of like who gets who in the divorce, like you're going to get your brother and he should recognize that. And so if you guys want to, I don't care if it's this guy or some guy you meet on an app and I don't care if it's this guy who you've kind of known your whole life and like you're not going to feel the same way about this guy you've known your whole life who's friends with your brother as like some hottie you know nothing about on a dating app. Because the more you the 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 less you know about someone, and the more you can fantasize about it in your head, the more likely you're going to get excited about someone because you can just make shit up.
3: Yeah, I think that's like what I'm struggling with, and because it just seems like it happened so soon after I just decided to start like dipping my toe back in the water of like kind of dating a few guys, using lessons learned and like differentiating based off things, right? Like. You know, people
0: who say they like you. Yeah. But you're kind of talking to me as if like you want to believe that everything you've went through with your ex-boyfriend has, you feel like you should be able to now have the type of like picker to determine the next guy you like is going to be your husband forever. And that's kind of how you're talking to me. I'm not, I know I like logically you probably aren't you realize it's not realistic, but that's, it sounds like that's the type of pressure you're putting on yourself.
3: I Am feel I, like it's the type of pressure I'm putting on the situation sure. because of yeah. how close this person is to like me and my family. It's as if like, I don't even know how to navigate it. If we do start dating, right. Is that like, because I do know him, you well, know, this
0: guy is the one who's like already saying, he's people. the one who's already saying, I can't do this anymore.
3: Yeah. And you guys
0: haven't done anything. So, when he says, well, I can't do this anymore, is he gonna like not stop by the parents' house anymore, hang out with your brother less, move out, you know, spend, like what? What does he mean?
3: Not like I probably wouldn't, I would probably have to take space. Why do you have from? to do anything?
0: He's your brother.
3: Because it's kind of like his, like not from my brother, but from like their friend group necessarily. I, mean, I understand and you, you can some... like
0: chill out a little bit, but hey. I mean, that would, to me, I don't know if that's you feeling that way or him suggesting you should. And I think there's a big difference. If it's you like saying, oh, I should do this, like I'm telling you, you shouldn't. And if it's him giving you that expectation, then that would be a red flag for him. You know, I don't know if that.
3: No, um, no, he's not. He's not like that. I think he's kind of like different from my ex in the sense of like my ex could be critical of me and kind of call me on my shit. But he would be kind of pretty mean about it. I mean, had a temper, whereas this guy is like the opposite. But I guess I just don't know how to like differentiate, like decide if this is something that's like worth pursuing and how I'm supposed to feel.
0: You can't decide. What you want to do is you want to decide if this is going to work out or not. And that's unrealistic. Yeah. Whether it's worth trying or not. I mean, shit in a world where it's hard to find people you connect with and vibe with and and hard to find people who do who you vibe with but also like you think are good natured and have good character and will treat you right like not easy to find and i don't know if being roommates with your brother at the risk it won't work out is a reason enough to like not try something that seems to have some potential the next guy you meet and it doesn't work out it's going to be awkward you're going to make friends, like the person you don't know. If it's not this guy, you're going to meet some stranger, most likely on a dating app or at some party, and you'll date and you'll get to know each other's friends and you'll bond with his family and maybe become best friends with his, her, his sister. And then a year later, you'll break up. And then you're going to have to not only break up with this stranger, but you're going to have to have breakups with their family and friends. And like, just fucking life. Yeah. How
3: do I not put so much pressure... Well, I think
0: you, you, mean, if you, you know this guy. So if you're yeah. interested and he likes you, you reach out to him and say, hey, can we grab some dinner? I'd, I'd like to talk, you know? And if you're willing to like say this, be like, hey, listen, here are my concerns. But at the end of the day, if we're both adult about this, like these, these are our risks. I don't, we, I know you as a friend and what I like so far, I think is great. But we both have a lot to learn. And don't tell me, I know this is going to be amazing. You don't know that about me. And I don't know that about you. And it has nothing to do with whether we're both good people. But like mature adults, we recognize that there's a risk here. And we won't get an answer to that risk. It might, you know, for two or three years. You're both relatively young. And you could easily date for two and a half years and realize, not my guy, not my girl. And then that will be difficult. And that could happen in two weeks. That could happen in six months. But like, and you you both, you need to hear from him that he recognizes that. And that's step one. Is he mature enough to recognize that possibility? Or is he dismissive of that and says immature things like, I know it would be great and that's never going to happen. And like, it won't be weird. Like, you need to hear from him that he has the emotional maturity to recognize. He understands what he is getting himself into. And to me, that would he, make me feel more confident and comfortable with someone about making that type of choice.
3: Yeah, I think based off of our last conversation about it, he does, because he was kind of putting it as, you know, I'm not asking you to marry me. You know, I'm just asking you to like, give it a shot and go out like on a date. And, yeah, you know. I you think
0: know. you should talk about that step one, but I think you should really get into the like all the possibilities if it doesn't go well right I think that might I think yeah because that him saying I'm not asking you to marry me is like yeah I guess that's a start but that's not having the conversation of this is what makes me nervous because I know you're not asking me to marry me and just odds are that this has a better chance of not working out than working out just you know odds you're one of a zillion people I could end up with you know yeah and it makes me nervous to think of that possibility and i just want to express that not because i don't think you're great but like i don't know i can't predict the future and sometimes the future makes me nervous i've had some bad relationships i don't know if you've had i'm still kind of i'm over it but i'm still healing and i just want to say that to you you see what he says yeah. but you will not get your answer unless you try and you, you, you're gonna to have to try it some once at some point and you know you you might there's a good chance you might deal with more disappointment before you find whatever it is you're looking for
3: I know I think that's why I was trying to like hold off and just like date see what's on the dating scene before I jumped into that I get the logic but but
0: it's kind of silly this isn't gonna go away you know you have this opportunity suss out this opportunity unless you're not interested I mean if you're not interested but I get the sense that you are interested and you're just a you're 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 very risk averse.
3: Yeah. Now I am after sure <laughs> after those five years. I get I it. Am.
0: But that's not going to help. I mean, hey, rela- relationships are risky; they just are. Yeah.
2: So
0: doesn't sound like there's any immediate red flags. It just sounds like he's a decent person. There's a lot of trust. There's a lot of familiarity. These are good things to to to. Would
3: you consider it a red flag for someone? of that age, like he hasn't ever had like an official girlfriend. I think that's another piece of it. Like he's dated girls or like situations.
2: It's a fair question to ask,
0: you know, it's just like, I'm, I feel like we might not be able to relate on this, but it doesn't mean he can't. I mean, he's going to have, you know, you're nervous about him being, you know, his training wheels.
3: Yeah. And I'm, I'm a type of person too, who can tend to, I can be very stubborn and I need someone who will kind of put me in my place a little bit and slow me down. So I think that's also something I'm afraid of is someone with inexperience in long-term relationships. Just, I don't want to walk all over someone. You won't ever get
0: those answers unless you try.
3: That's true. I just got to try (laughs) it.
0: See how it goes. Or not. But like, I definitely think if you like this person and you think there's a potential there, To me, it seems worth it. I'm not hearing anything that would tell me that it's not worth trying.
3: I think it's the fear of like, for me, just like, I'm so worried about like settling. So I'm almost just like...
0: You're not, well, to his point, you're not not settling. You're getting to know him more and you're focusing on his potential as your romantic partner.
4: You're not taking yourself off the market
0: forever. You are giving him upfront expectations that you could just as easily in six months realize that he's not your guy you don't know it's hard for you to be honest about your feelings because of the overlap because of the friendship because you know and he he should feel the same way but you more than anything should be able to express that to him and him respect that and not get defensive or pissy or you know yeah he
3: wouldn't he yeah. wouldn't i'm the one who struggles with
0: communication so um yeah you're you're not settling uh, you're Sussing out a situation.
3: Okay. I'm sussing out a situation.
0: Okay. I'll reframe. Focusing on dating one person is not settling. It's giving something a shot. You're allowed to break up. Next, yeah. And when you break up, don't get back together. Just.
3: I don't know. It's been a pattern of mine. I think, too, because my previous relationships, like once I, I knew them and I didn't date around a ton, That like, I just, I was in them for like a long-term, like three or four years. And then like five years and I've never really like dated much, like at all. Like even between those, I wouldn't really date. And it's all of a sudden I would go on a few dates with a few different people. And then I would be in a relationship. So it's just like, I almost, I'm like afraid there's like a whole, I don't know.
0: And you'll have the opportunity to. Look into that if you, this doesn't work out. But again, you're.
3: Yeah. Focus on the moment. Focus yeah. on now. You're not. Yes. You're not. Stuffing so it out. out. You're just, yeah. All right. Okay. All, All right. righty. Good luck. Let us well, know. Thank you. Follow up. Appreciate it. All right.
0: Take <laughs> yeah. care.
2: All
3: right.
0: All right. Bye. Bye-bye. How's it going?
2: Good. How are you, Dick? Good. What's your name? My name is Katie. How old are you, Katie? I am 52 years old.
0: All right. Well, how can I help?
2: So listening to your podcast recently, because I am uh, thrust back into the dating world, and one of your recent shows caught my attention. I felt like I was in a similar situation. Yeah. So my question to you is, you were talking to one of your co-hosts about maybe uh, trying to define the relationship a little too early or um, maybe having an anxiety about that. And so... Basically, a little bit about me is I was married for about twenty years, divorced um, entered into a five year relationship, and recently broke up mm-hmm. so now that I'm dating again it's uh it's very interesting at this age, and um the situation that I found myself in was you know going on first dates with a lot of these guys that are my age, you know in their fifties, and um one of them was uh let's just say seemed to be a little more physical in the beginning or like the attempts at physicality. And, and so what you had said to your co-host was, you know, Hey, just take it slow. And, you know, you don't have to ask what the relationship is, is, you know, are we, are we going to date? Are we going to commit to each other? So my question to you is how does one not ask those questions? If the physical part of the relationship kind of seems to proceed faster than what you want it to.
0: Well, I mean, if you don't want to get physical, I mean, you should be hanging out with people who respect those boundaries for starters. So, you know, if, I think if you're dating a guy who is all horned up and, and you don't want to move fast physically and, and makes you feel bad about that or worse is still forcing himself on you, I think you should immediately stop hanging out with that guy for starters. Okay. So there's that. Um, I think in general... You know, like, you know, when we were, I was talking with Allie about the guy she had met at a wedding and, you know, they were living in a different state. And, you know, there's always very, I think at the end of the day, you always have to decide what your priorities are, right? You know, right? Allie is a, a, a young woman fresh out of college with a lot of uh, professional goals and dreams, right? And she's got those priorities and she is out here in LA, and then she met a nice gentleman who has also his priorities, and, you know, when I was talking with her, the suggestion was you you might be trying to define it too quickly um, when you you're not even sure how compatible you are. It's still early on, and you... You present it, you 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 try to define a boundary and expectation when there may, might be still more you need to learn, regardless. So you know, a lot of people will you know, like, we never want to get hurt, right? We never want to get heartbroken. We never want to be sad right. when we date. And so you know, to avoid heartbreak, we sometimes will jump the gun on you know asking for guarantees with the people we date. You know, right. it's like, well, I need right. to know you're not going to break my heart. I need to know this is going to work out. So like, do you want to date me or not? Are you in love? Are you willing to commit with me? Are you willing to move across the world? Like, I need to know, you know, and like, or some version of that, because we we want to avoid getting hurt and we can't avoid that. So then the second option is trying to uh, uh make, you know, calculated decisions based off what we do know. And the less we know, the the more risk it is, right? So it's just kind of like an equation that way. So, you know, you, you know, being a fifty-two-year-old woman, like, uh, like, what are your, what are your, what are your relationship goals? Uh, have you been married? Do you have kids? Do you want kids? Where are you? Where, where are your goals for dating?
2: So, since I recently got of the got out of the long-term relationship, I would say that my goals are to. Not commit too quickly into something. You know, take my time getting to know somebody. But yes, I'm more of a relationship person. I don't I, I don't I,
0: mean I, that. I mean, like, whenever you find a relationship, whenever that mm-hmm. is, and whoever mm-hmm. that is with, what are your goals for that relationship? You know, like, some. you know what I'm saying? Like, right. for some people, it's like, I, you know, depending on where they're at in their life, like, I want to meet someone, get married, have kids, have a family, whatever. Some people... You know, they might have had a kid and then they get divorced and then maybe they have two or three kids. Like I have buddies, right? They have been married. They have a couple kids. They got divorced and like, they're not like against getting married and they're not necessarily against getting kids, but it's not a big priority for them. So they, you know, their, their priorities are different, right? And so I'm curious, like for you at the stage of life that you're in, what is your, like, are you just looking for a life partner to travel with and, and, and you don't want kids you know, correct. Or, or, you, so is that what that's what you want? Okay.
2: Yes, right. I have kids. I don't want kids. If they have kids, it's fine, but I'm not going to be having any kids. Uh that ship has sailed. Yes, a life partner, someone to travel with, someone to hang out with, someone to, you know, share your your nights with. And yeah. so and, if uh, I
0: were you, I would mm-hmm. be like that much more picky, you know? You're not up against any clock, right? You know, right. We, we talk to a lot of women and 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 they're, you know, the, the uh, maternal clock or whatever, you know, you got whatever, whatever it's right. called, you know, like it is a real right. thing, right? Like it's right as a, as a man, it's not fair to me like, oh, like always like, I want pe- everyone to be patient, but on some level, like I recognize that women who want to have children, like it's a real thing to think about like their maternal clocks. Right. It, and right, you have kids, you don't have to think about that. Now you've that's you got those priorities so when it comes to your dating life you really can be truly picky and with that so in the in the interim you can date and get to know people and i just if i were you i wouldn't put up with a lot of bullshit i certainly wouldn't put up with a guy who again isn't respecting your boundary of wanting to move things physically move things slower physically like i would have that's a, a really good point a strong non- non-negotiable i mean regardless i mean regardless of where right. your priorities are I just think right. uh you should have a a very strong non-negotiable with with men like that. But regard in, in any aspect you might as well be picky since the only thing you want to find is compatibility. You know, I mean I I really think you should be picky in general and but you have nothing else to worry about or consider, you know?
2: That makes yeah, that makes perfect sense. Are that you even worried about getting makes, married again? I mean, no, not really. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be nice potentially maybe at some point, but no, no, but, but it's not no, a, you're yeah, right. You're
0: right. It's not a big, you're just like, you're, it's more about the connection, you know? It's right. more about, you know, the day to day with this person and having fun. It's like, it's kind of about having fun. So, right. and feeling happy all the time when you're around this person.
4: Right. And that's
2: the part that stinks though, is because, you know, we did speak for like a few weeks and we did go on like a a couple dates. And so you kind of like get excited when you, when you like somebody, because it's, it's rare that you kind of have that attraction and not just physical, but compatibility. And then for someone to not respect your boundaries, like you said, or kind of, you know, to not respect when you say like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not really ready for this kind of that, you know, I think dating at any age kind of stinks. So that's why we need someone like you to kind of help us and get back on track. And
0: yeah, it can stink. But I think you need to try to think about what you have and not what you don't have.
2: Yeah, I love that. I think that's awesome. You You, You have really helped me. Yeah.
0: Like you, the fact that you have your kids and you love them, and they're a big part of your lives. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people aren't in that position that you're in, you know, right? Haven't right. Been, haven't been lucky enough to conceive or have children, or st- you know, so like you have something other people wish they have, and you will always have that. And you have right. had a you've you know what it's like to have been married, and I'm sure despite it, like now that you're divorced, you're you know it was you have that moment. You've had your wedding day, you know, so to speak, and ma- again, maybe you'll have another one. Not a big priority for you, so you have all these things that you don't have to worry about checking boxes or worry about. So, like, you're, you're kind of playing with house, house money, so to speak. So, like, approach dating that way. where it's just like, all I have to worry, like, you know, like, what being lonely is the biggest, you know, there's a lot of ways not to feel lonely. If you're friends, again, you can go on dates. Like, all, your, all, your, all you don't have right now is the consistency of someone to go see movies with or go to flea markets with that, like, you also right. want to have sex with. Because you can do that with friends and you can do that with your kids. So focus on what you do have. You have a lot. And then the things that you don't have, you know, you can take your time trying to get.
2: That makes perfect sense. No one's actually ever said it that way. And it kind of seems to take the edge off of like, why am I anxious about dating? Like, what, what am I anxious for? Like, I just have to have somebody know. You're absolutely right. I have a career. I have kids. I've had the big wedding dress and the wedding day and... So it's just sort of to someone that to add to your life and and somebody that doesn't respect your boundaries obviously is not going to respect other things in your life. So thanks, Nick. That really helps. There'll be
0: more guys you meet and like. And you know, again, you're you're really playing with house money. You know? That's
2: I love it. Thank you so much. That helps me a lot. No
0: problem. It really does. All right. Well, glad I got help.
2: All right. Thanks, Nick. All
0: right. Take care.
4: Okay.
2: Bye bye. Bye
0: bye. How's it going?
4: Hi Nick, I'm good, how are you? Good, what's your name? My name's Nora and I'm 23. How can I help, Nora? So I'm currently having some trouble with a friend of mine. I met this friend at the beginning of graduate school, so about a year and a half ago, Mm. um, and we very quickly became very close. So we have a lot of like surface level similarities. Um, Some examples are like, we're both from the same state, which is a different state from where we live for graduate school we were both homeschooled for years of our lives. Uh, we're both the youngest of three girls in our families and a lot of other like surface level similarities. So when we met, we bonded over those really quickly and we became good friends really fast. Um, however, once we like, we quickly also realized that we're actually really, really different people and I'm someone who embraces similarities or embraces differences. I mean, in friendships, um, But she sort of has the attitude of, like, my way or my opinion is right and everybody else's is wrong. So over the course of our friendship, she has done and said some things that really, like, rubbed me the wrong way and some things that, like, really hurt me. Um, And I'm finding myself lately really stuck on those things. Um, And I'm sort of at the point now where I'm like, I don't really know if I want to be friends with someone who would say or do these things to someone that they consider to be a friend. Um, And she also just like makes me feel really judged and defensive about pretty much everything I say. Like I feel like when I'm in conversations with her, I sort of censor the things that I say because I'm worried she'll judge me or make me feel inferior for my opinions. And I've found that when I'm like around her or talk to her, I feel both very defensive and very combative something like you know the best defense is a good offense so I find myself like not really being myself um, and getting into like I even get into like imaginary arguments with her in my head <laughs> and going back to like situations where she said something that I didn't like and like you know rehashing all that in my head and I just feel really stuck at this point point. and so I'm wondering like my question is really like should I tell her these things that she's done to hurt me in the past and that I'm like still thinking about now months later Or is this friendship like really even worth saving?
0: Well, I can't answer that for you. You know, that's really up to you. Both are good options. Both are very, both are reasonable choices. You know, I mean, my first question was going to be, have you said anything to her? Right. Um, Sounds like you haven't really all that much.
4: So here's the thing is in the moment I have said things or like. What do you mean? I'll, so I'll give you an example. This is one that like stung for me, but is not like, it just sort of, I'll give you this example. So a while ago, this is sort of like more towards the beginning of our friendship when we were more getting to know each other still. Um, when she found out like the type of music that I listened to, mm-hmm. she was like, ugh, I hate that music. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I don't care. You don't have to listen to it. Like it's, it's my taste. Okay. So one time, like when I was hanging out with her and a bunch of other people, the conversation just like got to music. And I said the statement, like, oh, I thought the 2010s were like a really good year for like this genre of music I listened to. And mm-hmm. she said, yeah, well, I think that genre of music is a waste. And I was just like, oh, like, whoa, okay. And I like felt hurt by that in the moment. Why, and then the next time. Why'd you feel hurt?
0: I mean, I, because there's no doubt that she probably could have gone about it in a what sounded like a less dickish way. Um, yeah. but you know sometimes with friends it it is she I mean is she an opinionated person? Yes.
4: Yeah. Very intense opinions, unwavering.
0: Yeah. I mean she just might not be your cup of tea.
4: Yeah.
0: There's that. <laughs> um so like it, it could be just a compatibility thing.
4: Mm-hmm. Are
0: you a sensitive person? I mean that you know she could easily be sensitive too, but we're all sensitive
4: but yeah I mean I, I think I'm sensitive in a way. I also think she's sensitive in a way sure. like I'm I'm yeah. very concerned one thing that I've realized about myself recently I'm very concerned about other people's feelings and that's something that like in the moment I definitely don't think that she has. So for me, I'm just kind of like I don't really know like you said, I don't really know if this is a compatible friendship. Because like, you know, that. so that music example was like one example. And then there's been a lot of other things that are a lot more like personal that I'm just like, whoa, I, you're too much. Like, I don't want to be friends with someone who does those things. Would you like to hear some of those examples?
0: Oh, sure.
4: So she met my sister who my sister is my best friend in the entire world. And is, I told her that I was like, she's a very, very important to me she met my sister. She was kind of weird around her. Um, my sister was like, your friend didn't like, she didn't really engage with me or ask me anything. It was kind of weird. And then later my friend said, I was really shocked. Like the way you described your sister, I don't know. She was not, she was different than I thought she would be. I don't really think I'd be friends with her in real life. And I was just like, super didn't ask for that opinion at all. You totally could have kept that to yourself. Like, sure. this is someone who is, you know, <laughs> anyway. So yeah. So she's done other things like that. Like one time my friends from high school came up to visit and she met my friends and she just decided that she didn't like one of them and like said it to, we were all there and she was just like, Ooh, I don't think I like you. And was like rude to him the whole night. And then like, She brought it up like weeks later. It was like, oh yeah, I didn't like that guy. And like at that point I said to her like, listen, I don't care that you don't like him. He's my friend. I do not care about your opinion about him.
0: What did she say? But like
4: this type of shit just, and then she was like, okay. Like when I say things to her, I think she does listen, but I don't think it will ever. She's 25.
0: She's 25. Okay. I mean, it sounds like she just lacks tact, you know? You're describing to me just a personality, you know.
4: Yeah.
0: And you know, I you're giving me high level, but like, you know, I'm an opinionated person who, over the course of my life, has, you know, like I have found a way for it to serve me well. I've had mm-hmm. I've had moments in my life where I'm like, I don't really need to say that, or I've upset friends. You have every, you know, again, it's it's coming back to your original question. First, you just you can just decide not to be friends with her. That's mm-hmm. a totally reasonable option. Uh, you have to decide what value she's bringing to your friendship. You don't owe her any loyalty. She's not like some like lifelong friend. You're just like, I oh, you know, like, I don't know, we've been through so much. And I know we're just different people, but like we're kind of like a sister, you know. Good that your sister's your best friend. But a lot of people who have sisters who are just like, I don't know, I don't even like you all that much. But you are my sister, so I love you, you know. And so what value, like what is what are if I if if I made you say say something nice about your friend, what does she do? What does she do? What what value does she bring to the world, to people around her, to you, the friendship?
4: She can be very, very helpful when you need a person to help you through something.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's valuable. Not, not, yeah. not a lot of people are like that. You know, there's a lot of people who are generally polite. Good to be around. Pleasant. Will keep their opinions to themselves. You know? Are also a lot of those same people that will, at the risk of offending anyone, or I don't want to take sides, or blah blah blah. When something happens to you and you feel wronged by someone, people will have a tendency of being like, "Well, it's not my problem. I wasn't really involved." And you're just like, "What? Huh? You know?" And your other friend you described might be the one who steps up. And goes, that's fucked up. That's that's fucked up. I will. You want me to go to bat for you? I'll go to bat for you, and they'll have your back. And i don't know if this friend will do that but if you're if if you know so it's it, you know growing up and and we learn you're, you're learning about your personality who you are as a person you're you're 23
4: mm-hmm. yeah
0: i mean i, I don't know who the fuck i was until i was like 28 you know yeah self-realizations about my strengths and my weaknesses what i'm good at what i'm not good at she's doing the same thing that's a challenge right now uh you know, yeah. in the 20s of these days, right? We have been given the grace of not having to be adults at 20 and 21 anymore. You know, mm-hmm. our early 20s is an extension of our, we call it young adult life. And and that's fun. It's great. I'm glad that we do that now. And she just might, she has a different personality. That doesn't mean she has her weaknesses. She has to learn how to control that. She has to learn tact. She has to learn that her opinions aren't aren't always needed and necessary. And she needs to be more empathetic to the people around her and channel those thoughts and feelings in a more productive way. Because she can be someone who brings a lot of value to the people around her, all while not, you know, simultaneously, like, offending people, creating awkward situations. Just, you know, sometimes people just, like, Don't know what to say, as they say it. You know, like everything you're describing to me is just kind of like a social awkwardness that she might have. That doesn't mean you have to be friends with her either. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to like, you know, help you decide what you want to do. You do need to communicate with her. That does nothing Mm -hmm. to do with if you want, if you have any interest whatsoever of maintaining this friendship. Just to talk with her about it because it, it. no friendship is worth having as, as you get older you will find that no friendship is worth having if you can't ever communicate them, with them about issues and problems and things like that your your friendships will, will become smaller your circles will become smaller the more you learn about yourself the more you prioritize certain things the more you validate valid uh values certain characteristics people you know will, will will your your group will get smaller
4: yeah so yes, I, I agree with everything you're saying. And recently I have sort of chosen to like take a step back from the friendship. Um, so we were the type of friends where like, we would check in with each other every day, you know, which got to be a lot. So we'd talk to each other every day. We would see each other very often. Um, and I, after something that she did that really pissed me off, which had to do with The Bachelor, which I don't what? have to get into it. I am curious.
0: <laughs> you are. A- oh, I'm just curious how something so <laughs> trivial can...
4: Well, yeah. So, I mean, I like watching the show. Okay. It's just something that I like doing. And
0: She's like, why are you watching the stupid show kind of thing?
4: Well, she started watching it with me. And then in the beginning, she was like, oh, this is great. This is fun. And then like this past season, she was just like, Every time she would sit down and watch it with me, she wouldn't stop talking the entire time. And she would just be like, this show's so dumb. These people are so dumb. Like, I can't believe I can't believe I'm sitting here watching this. Like, what am I? Like just like stream of consciousness of just like shit talk. And I just turned to her and I was like, maybe you should stop watching it because you're kind of ruining it for me. And she was like, okay, yeah. And I just like took a step back after that. The next day, she asked me if I wanted to do something with her. And I was like, it was right before I was going back to my hometown for break. And I was like, I I replied to her message. And I was like, honestly, I've been like trying to think of an excuse for why I don't want to. But like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't really feel like doing anything right now. Like, I just want to sit on my couch and watch TV. And she didn't reply and then didn't talk to me for days, oh. which is abnormal for us. And I was like, I'm not going to reach out either. Cause this is what I'm, I'm purposely taking space from this person to see if I miss having them in my life. And so I didn't talk to her for like a while. And then once I got back to, you know, the town that we live in for school, she messaged me and was like, Hey, we haven't really been talking like what's been going on with you. And I told her, um, cause I've been trying to do a lot of like self-reflection and self-growth and in doing that i've been taking time away from like my phone away from social media and so i told her that it was like i've been taking purposeful time away from my phone away from like all these apps and just like being in my physical space and she was like oh great because i thought you were ignoring me which like i was but i'm I mean, not that's what i was first. about to
0: say she kind of sensed it. she felt she was probably hurt a little bit and um I mean, again, to be honest, like, you're just, the way you're describing, I, I feel like I have more in common with your friend than I have with you.
4: Okay.
0: I, I'm capable. And, I, like, I don't know your friend. I'm sure that I have a lot of differences, too. But I'm def, I got on The Bachelor because my, 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 my best friend's wife was watching it. And I was like, what the fuck are you watching? Like, what is this stupid show? And she's like, shut up. I'm going to sign you up and blah, blah, blah. You know? And
2: mm-hmm.
0: your friend's still relatively young. And again, like I said, she's, she's learning about herself. She's aware on some level. And you've mentioned, you've already told us examples of you, you kind of checking her. And when we finally start to get checked in our young adult life, and it's not just coming from people like our friends, our, our parents rather, you know, our, our, our first reaction is to become resistant to it, to dismiss it, oh, whatever, they don't get me, they're wrong, I'm right, et cetera, et cetera, so our egos take over. And, and over time, we, you know, if we're lucky enough, we will humble ourselves to look in the mirror, you know? And again, you're not responsible for her. You don't have to be friends with her, but what it sounds like is you do have differences, as you pointed out, you do have compatibility issues. She may not always be your best friend, but as someone who claimed to be someone who values differences in people, you're, you're going to have to want to challenge yourself to accept that she isn't exactly like you. And, and, and you're going to have other friends who are going to bring other, you know, values and things into your life. And they're not, they're not always going to do everything she's going to be able to do. And those, all those relationships will be different, you know. The only way to be friends with this person you're describing is trying to have open lines of communication. And say, you know, you know, I, you know, the, you, you know, I've brought this up. There has been a couple times, and I guess it just sometimes bugs me, and I just need some space. But to do that, make sure you're able to compliment her about what she does bring to the relationship. You know, it's really hard to like feel. It's really easy to feel like a piece of shit when someone's like, you know how like you, you're hard to be around. You're obnoxious. You're rude. No one likes you. Fuck you. You know, that's what they're gonna hear.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of what you're saying might be true but if you came from a place of like i want it, first of all i want to talk to you because like overall like i do like i value our friendship it's, it's you've been nice to have around i know you're there for people i love that you're loyal you know sometimes like i feel like you're you know if i was in a bind i could trust you to have my back and i don't feel like that with other people but every once in a while you do this and it makes me feel a certain way and like overall i love you and i'll be patient with you but it would really mean a lot to me if you would try not to do that and I hope it's okay if i just say that's getting on my nerves because i I don't want to like you know lose it on you and i don't want to like build up my frustrations and be passive aggressive only to blow up and things like that That, again that's it. if you want to maintain this friendship and you know you don't have to i've said this over and over but like it's just a matter of do you want different types of friends you know, for me, I do. I have lots of different types of friends, all different types of walk of life So, like jocks and nerds. And, you know, if I'm being over, if I'm oversimplifying, and like people are into like tech, people are into like hunting. I'm not in, I'm like things again, I'm not even into, but they're different. Yeah. And in, I find them interesting. And, and I have different friends who I go to for different things and, and et cetera, et cetera. And
4: yeah, I, I a, guess like, I guess I totally see your points and I think they're very valuable points. Um, We've just we you know we've been so close and like so involved in each other's lives since we met pretty much that sometimes I feel like it's like oh I got to give her all or nothing it she can just be like very she can she takes up a lot of my energy and I've yeah. noticed, so you got to set like, some
0: boundaries if you want to yeah and again like it being young adults and are you guys both single?
4: No, we're both that was another one of our similarities we're both in seven year long. Monogamous relationships.
0: Okay, and how often are you, are you? Are they long-distance monogamous relationships? No. So you spend a ton we'll of time with your boyfriends. Because mm-hmm. what I was about to say <laughs> is, like, sometimes in like a young adult lives, if we if we are single, our friends will like fill up a lot of those spaces that we would end up doing with our boyfriends, and um, so you're not, I guess if you have boyfriends, you're spending a lot of time with. There's only so much time you can have, and you can still be friends, and the friendship can change. It can evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. You spent a lot of time. You took up a lot of time. You want to maintain this friendship, but you need to set boundaries. So you need to communicate those boundaries. You need to want her to respect those boundaries. And if she chooses not to respect those boundaries, then you have your answer of whether you can be friends with her or not.
4: Yeah. I yeah. It's like as I I have set boundaries recently. And, you know, also maybe maybe she's doing what I what I want anyway, but I've just found this to be like a Another interesting point is I like set boundaries recently of being like, after I told her that I was taking time away from my phone and she said, oh good, I thought you were ignoring me. I didn't come out and say that, but I said, well, I've also been purposely taking time away from like talking to so many different people in a day. See, but again, like you're
0: not, you're not being a good communicator though.
4: All right. My uh, what I was gonna say then is after I said that too, she didn't reply and hasn't really talked to. So she knows then. she knows
0: what she's talking. She knows what you're talking about, and you know what you're talking about. You both know what you're talking about, but you're not saying it. So she thinks she knows yeah. what you're talking about. She's guessing she knows what you're talking about. She doesn't know for sure, so she goes down a rabbit hole. She gets self conscious. Mm-hmm. Friendships are still relationships, and all relationships take work. And you're kind of describing this friendship that evolved early on. You called surface level things. I wouldn't call them surface level things. That's that's how friendships start. You connect. And then it grows, right? And now in the growth stage of this friendship, you're learning about some of the differences, you know, some challenges and things that you don't like about this person, things that annoy you. These happen in relationships too. And we have to decide whether we want to maintain these relationships or not. So you have to A, decide. There's no wrong answer. You can end this relationship or not. But if you do want to maintain this relationship, it's going to take work. And you're going to find that all of your relationships and all of your friendships at some point are required work and most of those friendships, you will decide aren't worth the work because your time is limited and valuable and you'll settle down with this guy or someone else and you'll have a family, a blah, 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 or not have a family. I don't know. You'll have other things in your life and you'll have less time for everyone else. And you know, your circles will become smaller, but you got to communicate. You got to work at it. You got to decide, is this worth it? And you got to decide what does she bring to the table I want? And again, no wrong answer. But you're kind of implying, without saying it, that you want this relationship to not be to not take any work, and you have the right to say that. But eventually, you're going to have to put into work for the relationships of all kind, including your friendships that you value most.
4: Yeah, all very, very valid points. Yeah, I, I will think- say
0: eventually you'll need you'll want friends who will who will who who will be willing to. Uh, have your back and stick up for you at the risk of pissing other people off. And not those those are harder to find. And those are the same type of people who sometimes have to learn the skill of tact and how to like rein in kind of that energy that they give off. And that'll be a challenge for them and it's going to take friends like you who are willing to show them grace and patience to help them along the way to learn that because they might not know how to do that yet and and you don't have to do that you're not required to do that but just you just have to decide you know
4: good points all around
0: all right well hopefully that yeah. was helpful all right and uh, let me know uh, feel free to update us uh, in a month or two uh, whether you're still friends with this person how it went
4: <laughs> okay I will thanks all
0: right take care <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Again, don't forget to be sending your questions at AskNick at castmedia.com. Cast with a K for all your Ask Nick questions. Don't forget mediation if you have a friendship problem, a relationship problem. Not that you uh, are breaking up or ending things, but maybe you just need a, a, a third party to kind of get you guys back on the same page. We're here to help. And honestly, so far, it's been more successful than I thought it would be. Wildly popular on a Wednesday episodes. Make sure to tune in for uh, Becca Moore on Tuesday. Bachelor recap. Rachel Lindsay on Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow.